You're listening to Conspiracy Chicks on the Embellus Talk Network, and I'm Liz. I'm here with Misha and Trish, and we have several topics we're going to talk about today that I think you'll find very interesting. But first of all, I need to give you guys a little disclaimer for our protection. So all of the foregoing is commentary for entertainment purposes only. All statements and expressions are the opinions of the hosts and are not meant to be medical advice, solicitation, or recommendation. The information presented herein and on our related podcast has been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but its accuracy is not guaranteed. So now that that's out of the way, I hope everyone is having a great week. Um, a lot going on out in ugh, a lot going on in the world today. Some things um, have been kind of out of the mainstream news because we've got like this Trump thing and all these other things going on as distractions. But we wanted to um, talk a little bit about what's going on around the world, things that people aren't talking about that are extremely important and are going to affect us in the very near future. So we wanted to first talk about this farming slash food crisis that's going on globally. And Misha, you brought it to our attention because you were talking about something that I hadn't even heard of, and that is what's going on with the Amish. So um, tell us how like you came across this, like where did you find this information and what the heck is going on? 
Well, I um, got, I had, you know, I was going through my emails and I seen I had an email from Rebel News, you know, sign a petition to protect this Amish farmer and his farm. He's a holistic farmer. I mean, they don't believe in using chemicals and they treat their animals very humanely before they are slaughtered. And, you know, they grow their vegetables without these conventional pesticides and, and so forth. And the USDA, you know, it, it doesn't fall in line with the USDA. So they want to find this man. $300,000 for providing good organic food to his community because he's not poisoning them like they're doing to the rest of the American food. This is ridiculous. And they actually showed up with armed federal agents on his farm like he's this, he's this big danger. But, you know, they're attacking our food and, and you've got people like Bill Gates buying up all the farmland and they want us on GMO food. They want us eating vegetables full of pesticides. Never mind the meat. I mean, hell, they want us eating bugs at this point. This is just ridiculous because, of course, you know, what better way to control people and make them more compliant but to take away food, water, access and also then attack your shelter, the family unit, pets I see, or even even just pet ownership is going to be an issue uh, coming down the pipeline as well. So it's just many things, but the food industry is getting impacted by the, the federal government and these bullshit regulations. Yeah, the food has, has always been a, an easy source for them to attack us. I mean, they, they are attacking our air, our water and our food. And then by Using the food as a means to get chemicals into us, it causes sickness, which causes people to get on prescriptions. And that's another means for them to get more toxins into us. And they even add fluoride into a bunch of the medications that people have to take on a regular basis. Just an added way, you know, to get that fluoride into our system. Sure, anybody that's not going along, the, going to, as along with their system, they're going to attack. That's always been the way it is. It seems like, you know, doctors that try to speak out on things, they get attacked if they're not playing along. People in Hollywood, they don't play along, they get attacked. Yeah, it's like a common thing. If you don't play along with their game, they're going to come at you. So besides the Amish, do you know of any other groups or any other farmers that are getting attacked or on the down low getting their land taken away or anything like that? I did come across, um, I was in conversation with somebody, but I never really expounded on it. But they are attacking certain people quietly across the United States with a kind of eminent domain bullshit. It was somebody's aunt and uh, she's putting up a fight. So I'm hoping, you know, she wins. And I know in Belgium, they were attacking the farmers over there as well. Like if <laughs> if the Ukraine can't supply the world with this wheat, uh, I mean, I didn't even realize that the world was so dependent on the wheat from, you know, the Ukraine where this war could cripple the food resources, which just sounds like a bunch of BS to me with all the farms we have everywhere around the world. Well, how about the fact that how about how Bill Gates has bought out all that farmland? Like that, to me, that's an obvious. It's a subtle attack, but it's an attack of, or it's a means of trying to control farmland. I mean, what is he? He's not a farmer, so why, why does he have to buy all that farmland? Obviously, you know, there's got to be some kind of underlying reason for that as well that ties into it. Well, and then Google buying up the water. <laughs> I mean, this is getting ridiculous, I, and I don't understand why these tech industry people are buying up farmland and water resources and then they're also buying airspace so apparently when you 
go to buy a home or even the home that you have, make sure that you own the the airspace above your house because they're actually selling this now so that they can do these um, drop-off deliveries in the future with drones, which I find ridiculous. Like you're buying air above somebody else's home. Like this is getting out of control. And maybe for like some people who may not know what you were talking about, can you explain <laughs> eminent domain? Yeah, that's how you say it, right? Eminent domain. What exactly is that? Because there might be people listening that, that have no idea what that means. So when the federal government, you know, wants your property um, and they can say like they need it for development purposes, like they want to put a big strip mall here because it's going to provide all these jobs or, you know, they want to put a highway through your land, they can get your land. I mean, they have to compensate you for it and, you know, they pay you for it. But if they want it, they can get it. And that is, you know, in the law, in the federal laws. And, and I think it's but I don't think that should happen. I really don't. That's not being free. You know, those kind of things like that where the government can just come and take your property because it's advantageous for them or, or some big developer. I think it's bullshit. Like that shouldn't even be allowed to happen because if people, you know, people have had some some of these people have had their properties for many generations. Who cares about your damn strip mall? Find another place for it. Or who cares about your highway? Find another place for it. You know, this property has been here. You've, you've been making it all this time. I, I think that it's ridiculous that they are allowed to do that. I've never agreed with that. Yeah, that seems very criminal. And I remember a few years ago, so they want to put this one of those like super fast train things in um, in Texas that um, connects like Houston, San Antonio, Austin and Dallas, like all those major cities. And it's like like one of those Japanese bullet trains. And they um, I don't know if they went through with it, but I know some some farmers, they were getting a knock on the door from the government saying, yeah, we need your we need your land to put this. And, and this is like out in the middle of nowhere. You know, these farms, like you said, that have been around for generations and they want to put a train there. And I guess they can like from what you're saying, they can just say like what can they not accept that can they say no i don't consent i don't want that you can say that but they're going to take you to court and they're going to take it i mean if they really want it they're going to get it because it's in the federal law i mean when you look it up it's really scary that they can just take whatever they feel they want or and and if you think about it they're a slave to these corporations right it's not really so much the federal government wanting your land but maybe one of the their supporters you know some big developer wants it and they throw millions their way for their campaign you know they're going to take your land regardless it, it it's just ridiculous the overstepping well, the of the u.s is, government sorry, i was going to say the the thing with situations where they say you can say yes or no yeah, you can say no, but they're going to make your life miserable until you say yes. And that that's the thing, which in situations like that, even if it's not legal, you know, for them to take it, they'll find a way to make you give in. They, they harass these people. And who's going to protect these people getting harassed, you know, by big governments who, with lots of money? And eventually they probably give in because it's it's too much of a battle. And that's they're bullies. That's really the situation is they're bullies and they bully people. And right now they're bullying the farmers because the farmers are a threat to their agenda. But in truth, you can say no all you want. They can really just take it. They, they will cut your check and take it. 
and evict you right off your premises. That's the scary part. So you can go to court, but you're going to lose. It, it, that's the that, that's really just crazy that, you know, you can say no to the cows come home. All you're doing is just delaying the inevitable. If they really want your property because, like I said, it's right in the federal laws that they can seize your property and they'll compensate you. <laughs> but you got to go. And, and that's just really sick and disturbing because they're going to start really um, enacting that uh, soon. It's going to be more prevalent. What you were saying, well, too, that- about the animals, that's scary as well. I mean, you you mentioned something briefly about the, they don't want us to own animals as well. Like, what what is that all about? Because that's really scary. Because I know you guys are animal lovers and own animals. So that's, that's kind of messed up, too. Yeah, they're starting. So, of course, you know, they're, they're, they're scaring people, too, with, oh, you know, like this gay couple gave their dog monkey pox never <laughs> i've had a cold i've had covid even and i've been laid up with my dogs and they didn't catch anything i've never known you know my dog to catch any of my human disease or or sickness it's just it's really ridiculous and and then this is the only case <laughs> just like they did with the, with the dog that had covid you know that caught it from its owner one dog in china so they didn't push that very far but i've seen there's like been several, you know, articles, and I, I think in the Middle East too, they're like getting rid of you can't have pets, and that's just going to be a thing because they don't want you. I mean, pretty soon you're not going to be able to have kids. You know, you might need a license to have kids, or certain people can breed, or you know, you're not going to be able to carry your children since they're going to be growing them in bags. <laughs> it, I mean, this is getting really out of hand because I see the bigger picture. You know, they're just laying the tracks for what's to come in the next probably 20 years. And then well, those, they're already you know, be a whole other generation. They're already controlling that somewhat in China where you can only have so many kids. You know, what they do to women that get pregnant after they already have the number you're allowed, it's like horrendous. People have no idea what's happening to these women that accidentally get pregnant or maybe they want to have another child. So they try to sneak it. It's horrible. And with the animals, it's animals, species do not, dogs don't catch things from cats. And, you know, it's ridiculous, this narrative that they're trying to push of different species giving other species the pox or the COVID and this and that. And, and I've heard of such situ- in places where they were just killing everybody's pets out of fear that the pets were going to sp- cause a spread of COVID. When I see things like this, I, I really see it's like they're just... Ultimately, I see their attack is on our heart because that is our connection to the creator. And these things that they're going after are things that attack our heart. Our animals, they're part of us. They're part of our family. That's an attack on our heart. So, yeah, they're going to be going after things like that. You know, as long as everybody just goes along with the system, you know, one person speaking up isn't going to change things. We we all have to start, you know, sticking up for ourselves. And, and unfortunately, I'm not really seeing that in great numbers at this point. You know, human nature generally waits until it's too late. <laughs> and it's really just, you know, it's like stupidity is just constantly repeats itself throughout history. I mean, we need to get it together. We need to do better because, you know, I mean, I know in New Zealand, they're going to start um, taxing each farmer per animal, you know, for some carbon imprint. Come on. You know, we need carbon. Our, our bodies are carbon. You know? <laughs> This is just ridiculous. But people are not educated either. They just fall for whatever is said on the news. They fall for whatever these these 
puppet politicians say and or Bill Gates. I mean, come on. Elon Musk, they look at him like he's freaking next, the second coming of Christ, for crying out loud, because he's got a billion you know, dollars. I mean, come on. People need to start reading and educating themselves because we are carbon. Like you, we need carbon. You can't grow, you know, good crops. The soil needs carbon to grow. Plants need it. So this is just ridiculous. This, oh, we've got to be, you know, carbon free. They're going to be dead. Stupidity, I think, is the biggest virus that's going around these days. So I found this article on a website called zerohedge.com, and they were talking about what's going on here in Europe. The thing is, the government, so the farmers, they were protesting the government policy. It's a 25 billion euro investment, quote, reducing levels of nitrogen production pollution, paying some Dutch livestock farmers to relocate or exit the industry. And so they actually, they actually did, they had massive protests, but you know, the mainstream news did not cover it. it exactly the same thing. Like they didn't cover any of the big protests here from the anti, you know, people like rejecting the vaccine. Um, so, well, in this case, um, it says the big picture. While this the scheme is allegedly about limiting nitrogen and ammonia emissions from urine and manure, it's hard not to see this in the broader context of what's going on, creating the food crisis. So, like, how is this not a problem before? <laughs> All of a sudden, the cows are pissing too much. They're farting too much. But at the end of the day, what are we going to do without the farmers? Because it's not just the cows and the and the sheep and and all the uh, the animals they're gonna take away our food like our plants as well because of whatever bullshit they come up with saying that it hurts the environment and Trish, I mean, like what is your take on this because you are a biologist and you know like you have more export expertise about this kind of stuff. What what did you even learn in school? Like did they push this environmental bullshit on you when you when you were studying? Well, I mean, my focus was on wildlife. So and you know, which is one of the reasons I I know that different species don't normally catch viruses from each other. But as far as like what they're saying with the farming and all they didn't really push it in the classes that I took, but I do see it as an agenda. I don't see it as some kind of real threat. I think it's, a, you know, they want to control everything and they want to also control our own. We are naturally developing or we are naturally evolving and they're trying to control that. And one of the ways they're trying to do that is, is through genetically manipulating our food and uh, any way they can get these nanoparticles into our system. And the food's a big deal for them. That's one of their biggest tools for controlling us. You know, if they had it their way, they could control every farmer and every single drop of food we ate was genetically modified. That, you know, that would be their ultimate goal probably. So, yeah, so they're going to create different things that they say are, I mean, I'm a vegan, so I would I would rather everybody just stop eating animals altogether. And so I'll just tell you something that I see to give you an example of how they will create false narratives for their agenda. The meat has been an agenda for them to, meat animal products is an easy way for them to get hormones and different toxins, antibiotics, all sorts of stuff into people. When when people try to you know talk about that, there's like fake articles put out there by meat industries telling you they, they, they're they fake 
and they're clearly fake, but they're like resources that people can use to promote eating this or eating that. So they'll put out fake stuff just to promote their agenda. They'll say fake things to promote their agenda. And the whole climate change and all this stuff, that's that's their agenda. It's not a re- I don't see it as a real issue. You know, I just see it's another means of them trying to keep control of everything. I mean, if they were so concerned about the environment, all of those big tech companies that dump their chemicals and products, look at what chi- the pollution that China creates from manufacturing. You'd stop it, right? We wouldn't have plastics. Plastic would be history. <laughs> so, so it's all BS. They don't regulate all these corporate companies that dump all these chemicals in the water and um, landfills and all kinds of nonsense because they are funded, all these governments are funded by them, but they pick on the little guy because it's easier because you know why? That way you, we're the bad ones. We, we're creating all this pollution. Yeah, okay. And then, you know, we're going to get rid of the cows, even though we use, whether you eat the cow or you don't eat the cow, but we do use their manure because it's wonderful fertilizer to grow crops vegetables, fruits, but they don't want us to have those things. (laughs) They don't want us to have vegetables that are organic, truly organically grown, because a lot of the food that you see in the supermarkets that say that they're organic, they're still using pesticides. They just don't use as much as the ones that aren't organic, as they claim. So, I mean, organic, you know, that term organic means nothing when you're buying in, in the, these chain supermarket. Now, if you go to like your farmer's markets, and I encourage people, support your local farmers. Or if it means you've got to take a drive, you know, once a week or, or every other week, I mean, even once a month, just take a drive. If it means, you know, an hour or two hours away and go get some fresh fruits and vegetables and support your local farmers because we're, we're going to need them. You know, and when they, these supply chains who've proven over the last two years that they can't even keep, you know, cat food on the shelves, but the local farmers are still growing. So I encourage people, go support them. Even if it's once a month when the, you know, the shit hits the fan, that is your first resource. Those resources are going to be needed. And people who have that skill set to be able to grow um, are going to be really needed. And the funny thing is, they want us to to do to follow these rules, these new world order rules. They ain't gonna do that. Do you think Klaus Schwab and Bill Gates and all those elites, they're gonna stop eating meat? They're gonna stop eating like premium steaks and chicken and lamb and like do you think they're really gonna stop doing that? They're so funny because they they have all these big events like in exotic places talking about carbon emission and like reducing all this pollution, but they're all flying in their jets and they're all, you know, going on their boats and... But they don't, they just don't want us to, to, you know, and we're not going to live extravagant lives. We just live our simple lives. They don't even want that. They want us eating bugs, you know, and they want us eating their nasty GMO foods that have no nutritional value because that's what it is. These foods have no nutritional value. So we're going to have to find ways of getting vitamins, minerals, because we can't even get it from the water. We're going to have to find ways to get this stuff and people in your right Misha like people don't realize how how like terrible this is how 
in a few, like it can be a few months when this is going to escalate. You never know. They, I mean, I've, I've been seeing articles now because I was doing research for this and I sent you guys some of the, an, an article that it was like, and I'm sure like th- there have been talks about this before, but like in 2016, they were, they were putting up the alarms about how like, there's going to be a crisis. There's going to be a crisis and nobody's like paying attention. Yeah. And even when like Misha mentioned, like they don't regulate people dumping in water. Well, they, they do. I worked in water enforcement. I was an environmental investigator for a pretty long time. And, you know, part of my job was to inspect big companies to regulate what they were putting into the water. But so they are regulated. But what I saw taking place a lot was the big guys, they could they could violate like it was cheaper for them to dump the chemicals and pay the fines than to do the right thing. And I saw a lot of that going on. They would they knew they were violating and they would just make a settlement and pay it or pay the fine, whereas the little guys couldn't afford to do that. So they'd end up going out of business half the time, you know, because they couldn't afford the fines and settlements weren't being made with them because they weren't big time companies. So there's even like politics involved with all that. And again, you, it's the little people that are trying to do the right thing that end up being the victims in the whole thing. And the big guys that are dumping all the chemicals and can afford the fines, they continue to keep doing the wrong thing and making money. So like, so even where there is regulation, unfortunately, there's corruption and trying to stop that. You know, you can only one person, I, you know, I would try my best to help out the, the smaller companies when I saw that they were struggling. I try to make settlements with them that they could afford and stuff. But I'm, I was one person and that's a, a big system. It's it's really hard battle fighting these major companies that have all this money. Yeah, I mean, Bill Gates, you know, he wants us eating 3D printed meat while he's eating steak. I mean, people, I, I, I'm, re- I just, I'm looking at like humanity right now, and I'm like, especially people in our age group and older, like you know better. So why are you going along with this scenario? I just don't understand because. If you go into the supermarket and you like Stop and Shop or um, Hannaford's, any of these places, and you just get an apple, not an organic one, just a regular apple, you know, just an apple. Usually the thing rots. It looks beautiful, right? It's it's <laughs> it's sprayed. <laughs> it's waxed to death. It never softens or ripens. It just stays like that, you know. And, but then when you if you let it sit and sit and sit, you know, a week, two weeks, you cut it open. It's rotting in the inside, but it's beautiful on the outside because they've dipped it in all kinds of chemicals, sprayed it to death. Who wants to eat that? Like where where in anybody's right mind would you think that was healthy? And people are just going along with the scenario. And I'm quite sure, you know, Pfizer is working on, you know, some kind of, you know, super multivitamin for you to take because you're going to be GMO'd to death and you're going to need these, you know, vitamins and minerals that you're not getting from your food. You know, they're just there to fill up your stomach. You might, um, you might as well eat freaking toilet paper or cardboard because that's basically what that food is. It has no nutritional value whatsoever. But I'm sure, you know, companies like Pfizer are going to come out with some kind of graphene-laden multivitamin for people to take. It's funny you mentioned Pfizer because... I had the radio on earlier and you know how they have commercials for, well, this commercial came on and it said, are you experiencing heart 
issues, sudden heart problems, and it was naming like all these different things that can go wrong with your heart. And then it said, well, you might have this rare heart condition that is very not, it's like extremely rare. And they went on to this whole thing about, you know, if you have heart problems, you might have this rare heart condition. And then it was like commercial by Pfizer. And (laughs) I just thought that was really strange considering what we know about the symptoms of you know what. And uh, and to be, you know, here, of course, it's be an advertisement by a medical company that has a drug ready to go for this rare condition that I've never heard heard about before that suddenly exists if you have a lot of heart problems, you know. So they create, sometimes I think they create illnesses just for, for drugs that they want to push out into the public. Come on, keep up, Trish. You know, kids, and and it's normal now for kids to have heart attacks and strokes, you know? It could be your kid next. Yeah. I mean, that's their selling point. I'm like, when was this normal, right? Like, it's this insanity. And people, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't understand what's going on with people. Like, they're just, okay, okay, oh, we should take this, okay. Like, I don't, what is happening? <laughs> I mean, this is a whole level of mind control. I just can't even wrap my head around how stupid people are behaving right now uh, to their own detriment and to that of their children, you know, because when was it ever normal for a 12 or 13 year old kid to have a stroke or a heart attack? Perfectly healthy kid. I I don't understand. This is just ridiculous. Well, they have this rare condition, Misha, don't you know? This, this rare condition that we've never heard about. It suddenly <laughs> exists, right? Yep, so rare that, that millions around the world are suffering from it. So rare. But and if it's a drug ready to put for it. Yeah, if it's so rare, why are they spending millions upon millions of dollars to, for this ad because if it was if it was so rare they wouldn't care about it and they wouldn't spend that money it warning you about it but we all know i mean what what the truth is on that and i think we should actually probably do a show i i, I don't want to talk covid because i know like it's been two years of this crap but i think we probably should do something about it in the future there's still a lot out there <laughs> yeah yeah, I mean, we, we should. I, I, I want to see where this monkeypox bullshit um, <laughs> go takes us because, um, you know, I, I've talked to various doctors and nurses who are just like, this is BS um, and it's not dangerous. It's like the chicken pox for crying out loud. Just people stop panicking, get over it. And, and, and the common cold, people are so afraid now to catch a common cold, like grow a set. Come on, it ain't that serious. We'll be fine eat well, take care of yourself is, is like key to, to any kind of, you know, healthy life. Once you take care of the, the basics, you know, the rest will follow. I mean, you're never going to be insulated from harm or, or sickness, but don't panic about it. It's normal. <laughs> this is normal. It's not, you know, I, I mean, I look at the coronavirus as, as just like a common cold or like a flu, just, a, you know, nothing detrimental. And just like the flu, people die from the flu. People die from a common cold, depending on your comorbidities. It is what it is. It's part of life. We just have to live with it. Well, if you keep your immune system strong, you can, it helps to fight off all this stuff. And, and the f- fear factor makes things worse. It's like if nobody had TVs during all this or access to any of the media, they just got sick. 
they would have dealt with it like they would dealt dealt when they get a flu or anything else. They would do what they need to do to get better. It wouldn't be such a big thing. But when, you know, I saw a lot of people go into complete panic and that was making them feel worse. The panic, just that fear of what could be and this and that, you know, and the media played a big part in that. So, yeah, it's unfortunately they love to use the fear factor to try to get at people. Yeah, I think we um, <clears throat> could probably spend more time on this topic, and I think we will because I think probably in a few months we're going to start seeing more sh- more food shortages, more unrest, more news about these farmers. So we should talk about more cheerful news. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so oh god, I, I hate. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be an asshole, but I mean there is no such thing as cheerful news, is there anymore? No. No, it's not. It's all freaking weird and, and crazy, sad, depressing, or it makes you so furious you want to, you know, throw something at the TV. But yeah, it's this. It's we're we're living in a really wild, crazy time right now. Well, don't forget the word fake because half of the news that we hear isn't even real news. It's just something script. Well, probably all of it is something scripted. Like probably what happened with, you know, every time we see something in Hollywood, is it is it an actor really dying or are they retiring or, or are they moving on to another role? So in case our listeners are confused as, as or they've been living in a cave and don't know what we're talking about. So the actress Anne Heche, who used to be her probably her biggest role, sadly, has been. Ellen's ex-girlfriend, she got into this crazy ass accident where apparently her car got on fire and it took her, it took them like 50 minutes to extract her from a burning vehicle. And then they, if you watch, if you go on TMZ, you'll see the video. Of course, we don't know how real that is, but that's just one of the videos you can watch because you know TMZ, they always get the news first. (laughs) suspiciously enough. She was strapped in pretty tight. I mean, it looked pretty and it looked like she was dead. Like how they like when you're when you're already dead and and they put you in the gurney and they wrap you up. But she somehow got the power to unzip the thing and like sit up and the um the EMTs just pushed her back down and shoved her back in the uh, back in the uh, ambulance. And then a week later she was pronounced dead. So, and we know, like the three of us know, because we're very, I think, um, what do you call it? Not suspicious. Skeptical. We're skeptics. And every, pretty much everything we see, we're like, that's fake. That's fake. The three of us, I know, we were like, wait, what's going on? Is this just another distraction? But of course, then we go down rabbit holes and ra- and upon rabbit holes of Anne Heche's past, her relationship with Ellen, the movie that she just finished about sex trafficking like it it doesn't add up and we know and and hopefully we're gonna have penny soon and she can explain some of this stuff to us but i mean what do you think guys she was definitely some kind of sacrifice wasn't she well i mean so whatever anybody believes let's just look at the hard cold facts if somebody hopped out of a body bag right what do what do ems what is what do they do they check your vitals. They don't stuff you back in the bag and throw you in the back of an ambulance. I mean, they shoved her back in the bag. Like, what, what the hell is that? Plus, she didn't have 
Now, I didn't know how long she was in the car until I saw it and read some, some more uh, information about it. But she was in the car for like 65 minutes or something like that. Burning, like everything's burning around her. Her hair was intact. There was no visible burns when she hopped out the bag. Her clothes were on. Anybody who knows about fires, especially something where there's a fuel fire, because the car has fuel and if it's ignited, that's a huge, you know, that's a massive fire. The house is on fire and she has no visible burns. Her hair's there. You know, her hair, your hair would be gone. You know, her legs were there. Her clothes weren't even melted on her skin. Nothing. And she's hopping out of a body bag. And it's true. I mean, like, it, you know, when you're inhaling that smoke or that just the, the, the um, heat is going to burn your insides, your lungs, your, your esophagus, your eyes are going to, you know, close shut. They're going to get melted. I don't know, you know, what was going on, but there's, there's something more to that story. And it doesn't take skeptic or just, it's just common sense. It's just basic facts that there's more to this story. And she wasn't in some kind of, you know, blazing car wreck. Uh, not not in the way she looked um and then they kept her alive just on they claim that they kept her alive on life support so that they could find a donor match and it took them what a week to find a donor match why would it take so long you know there's just a lot of things that don't add up and yeah in the movie that she's working on was working on and it will be released um lifetime's still going to release it about her being the mother of um a trafficked teenager and that will be airing um soon and you know she did lose her career and reputation for her relationship with ellen where ellen you know blossomed she you know got her show she was doing great and you are not you know she wasn't even allowed like ann hash wasn't um allowed to go on the ellen show you know they were exes and ellen always promoted people's um up-and-coming films and tv shows so she wasn't able to even get that kind of um, publicity or promotion for any of her projects that she had after, which hurt her career tremendously. So there's a lot going on there. Yeah, and it's important to note that she wasn't just laying on the stretcher and she jumped up. She was in a body bag that was zipped up as if she was dead. And she unzipped it and jumped up. And they, like Misha said, they just shoved her back in, which makes no sense. And she didn't even have one chart, like, you know, not even one like black smudge on her shirt or there was like not one mark that you could see on her from, you know, somebody coming out of a burning car would have some marks on them, <laughs> at least something. So, yeah, that is very strange. And you mentioned sacrifice. And I was mentioning to you guys earlier, a couple things was on August. The date that they pronounced her dead was August 12th. And for August, the 11th into the 12th is the full moon for August. And probably significant regard in regards to rituals. And also the date, August 12th, and I don't know if it's related or not, but it's interesting. The 12th of August marks the feast of the prophet and his bride, a holiday that comm commemorates um, the marriage of Aleister Crawley with his first wife. I believe her name was Rose Edith Crawley. So it's kind of like a in the occult realm, August 12th is an important date to them. Yeah, it is interesting because they numbers are a big thing with them. Numbers, dates, like everything that they do is scripted and it's scripted around specific numbers and dates. And once you start to see that, 
it you know starts to stand out to you but if you don't understand how that all works it's hard to see that but there's plenty of people that are really good at breaking these things down also to bring it back to ellen um for a second there i i noticed in her feed okay because remember ellen's been demonized you know every she's so evil she's this bad person now all of a sudden people are rallying for ellen oh you know oh my god i'm so sorry for your loss I mean, her and Anne haven't been together for, for many years, and there was no love lost there between them. But now, of a sudden, you know, you know, Ellen is this person for people to rally around and comfort and support when she just lost her show, <laughs> and she's been, um, you know, exposed as being not a very nice person—the nice person that she pretends to be. So I'm wondering if there's a lot to do with that, because you know, now it seems she's going to be making a comeback with all this support that she's getting for her loss. But I think it's just support from Hollywood and the left. And here's why, because that um, I'm going to post that New York, um, New York post article that I don't know. I think it was you, Misha, who sent it. I don't know who sent it, but it was. Yeah, I I sent you that. Yeah, it was a great article. It really laid everything out. And I think like Ellen, Ellen is her own worst enemy because in that article, when they asked her about Anne, like right after this thing happened, her response was like, oh, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't talked to her in a while or whatever, you know, and it was very cold. It was very, it was a callous response. It wasn't appropriate, you know, even if that's your ex, even whatever. I mean, that's, that's not a, that's not a good response. And she got some backlash for that. And so she had to go back on Twitter and say like, oh, I'm sorry for the loss. You know, I'm praying for the family. Like who, who the fuck is she praying to anyway? Like Moloch, you know, (laughs) but she's her own. (laughs) Yeah. Like she's her own worst enemy. Like she, she, I, I recently read a thing about her and about all the, Oh, no, no, no. It was on that Sloan YouTube, which he's great. He, he does a lot of research on that. But she um, she was nasty, awful to people, you know, in interviews, humiliating them. And and I don't understand why whenever a, any celebrity or any musician, they have the first show that they have to go on is Ellen. Like that to me is weird because like if, if I do something like, let's say I, I, I don't know, I write a book and it becomes popular or whatever. And they're like, well, you have to go on the Ellen show. I'm going to say, fuck, no, I'm not going on the Ellen show. And it's like, what does that mean? Like when you reject Ellen to me, that, that was a strange thing as well is like, oh, she was blackballed and like she couldn't go on the Ellen show because like the Ellen show is this sacred thing that every celebrity and high profile person has to go on. Like that to me is strange. Yeah. Well, I noticed that too. Like Ellen would just find people on YouTube. Like, um, I can't even think of her name right now. A big musical star, but she would find Taylor Swift. She found her on YouTube playing guitar in a room or something. And she would bring them on a show. And then all of a sudden they would automatically become really famous. Like all they had, because Ellen found them on YouTube or doing some kind of weird video and she would bring them on a show. And then all of a sudden they had a career. And I saw that happening a lot throughout the years that her show was on. I believe she was one of the gatekeepers of Hollywood, or at least her show was used as like a kind of gatekeeper platform. And when I say that, it means when you have upcoming artists, whether it's music, acting, you know, any of that, authors, you know, you have to go through certain people and they make, they help make you famous. 
that that I think was one of her roles until she got exposed for the monster that she is because she couldn't keep up that facade. But I've, I've seen something where they were trying to say that uh, Anne Hash had cocaine in her system. And after her breakup with Ellen, she apparently had taken some ecstasy and gotten a car and drove out somewhere and just showed up at somebody's house and they they let her in which i didn't even understand that they let her in and called the police on her she had said some you know really crazy off the wall things she said a lot of crazy off the wall things throughout her um but after the ellen thing but it kind of kind of made me feel like she was dose it just didn't seem like something that she would have done considering if she's the one who left ellen you know why would you go and take some drugs and then drive off and 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 show up at some random person's house so a lot of that stuff just didn't add up and i really enjoyed her as an actress but i also noticed you know portia portia de rossi um ellen's wife she doesn't have much of a career either once she got with ellen she was a, a very well, you know, she was she was a you know good actress, up and coming, um, very beautiful, not anymore. So there's something there. Yeah, there's something up with Ellen for sure. <laughs> there's definitely something up with even the fact that when there's if you do some research, you can find that before she became so big, one of her I think it was her roommate mysteriously died and then all of a sudden she became this really big person in hollywood and you see that a lot in hollywood you see people somebody close to them dies and then all of a sudden their career spikes obviously it's something going on with that too right you know i can't say that's the case with ellen but it you know it's a common thing that you see in hollywood Yeah, that happened with, I don't want to say too much and give away too much because I know this, I mean, this person is a friend of mine from back in my hometown, but he's an actor and he's a, he's a voice actor. He's had like, I'd say like a 20 year, a solid 20 year career. Like he's not famous or anything, but he's worked with a lot of famous people. I mean, he's been around. A few of his family members died in a car accident and it was just kind of weird and then afterwards his career his career now is taking off and I spoke to Penny about that and she's like she told me this she's like there are no accidents in Hollywood and then this person see I don't want to say too much but this person was also on a show that I think she um, he, she has a connection to, a famous kind of conspiracy show. Um, and I'll tell you guys later what it is. But she's like, there seems to be a connection with that show. So it's like there are, and, and that's, that's what she told me. And if there are no accidents with somebody as minor actor as this person, I mean, can you imagine somebody at the level of Anne? There, there's just almost no doubt that this was... This this was a sacrifice, sadly enough. Um, yeah, maybe she's and- not dead at all if she's hopping out of bags. <laughs> I mean, that's that was the the crazy part. I mean, she was yeah. out of the you know she hopped out of the bag, and, and, and you can't deny that that was on film and how in her treatment, you know, the treatment of her because, like I said, anybody who they think is dead wakes up their automatic um, response isn't to shove them back in the bag. It's let's check your vitals. If you wake up out of a coma, they're not telling you to go back to sleep. They're checking your vitals. So I didn't get that part. And also they appear to be like in hazmat suits. They look like they were in hazmat suits. 
I, I really, I got to watch that video uh, um, again, you know, pay a little bit more closer attention, but what they were wearing just didn't even seem normal either. What do you guys think? Well, I think the fact that she jumped up and, and was like, looked like she was trying to get away. Cause usually like they're, they, you know, when these things are scripted out, the actor's like a part of it. But so either they wanted that to be part of it. They wanted, obviously they wanted us to see that or it wouldn't be out there in the media. But I don't know. I mean, or maybe they couldn't control it. Like, you know, there's footage out there, so they have to kind of go with the, you know, the story. But either she, you know, they were trying to make her disappear against her will. And they maybe tried to drug her and she, you know, woke up or something in the process. Or or that's part of the narrative that they're trying to push for some underlying reason. It's like you have to always try to figure that out, too, you know, because they are scripting everything. So, but it did seem odd like that she try to get away because because apparently they're helping her they just rescued her from a car you know they're saving her life but she acts like you know in the video it looks like it's somebody that's being kidnapped and they're trying to get away and it's uh, to me it's similar to two things it looks like because you know we all know this is a script and it's all theater it reminds me of the oj simpson thing but it also reminds me of the paul walker thing where it's this well the oj simpson thing where it's this this big theater and there's this chase and then there's like all this stuff going on in a circ you know it's a circus and with the paul walker thing there was some weird stuff um going on with paul walker as well and he died in a fiery crash but the video on the if you've ever seen the video of the Paul Walker crash, I mean, that that car is burning and there are people in there. <laughs> so that was just really dramatic. I mean, the only thing with the Anne Hache thing is you couldn't really, they didn't really get footage of the car on fire, which I thought was weird. Again, like these are sacrifices. It's a circus. It's, it's just a distraction for us. But the Paul Walker thing, um, Misha, you said you found out that he was actually had a couple of underage girlfriends. I thought he just had one, but it turns out he had two. Yeah. He, so, so before he was with the you know girlfriend that everybody knew him to be with, uh, you know, she was sixteen when they first started seeing each other, and then I believe twenty three or something like that um, when he died. But he before he was dating her, he was dating another sixteen year old girl for a little while. So apparently he liked them young. Um, and also um, with Paul Walker, which was really um, weird uh, coincidence, was that when he did the movie Skulls way back in the um, 90s, he was given a red Porsche. And that's what he drove off in and died in many you know years later. So I thought that was very odd that coincidence um and especially and then that movie talks about you know the secret societies and fraternities that are in the colleges and there is you know the real secret society of skull and bones and i think that's what it was you know loosely based on and don't forget the age that he was when he died the 33 which you always see oh come yeah. up in these 33 and it always seems like in Hollywood, there's a lot of like this history of died in a car crash, you know, like, um, what's his name? The uh, rebel without a cause guy, what's his name? James Dean. And then I oh, yeah. um yeah, James oh, Dean. Uh, and then there was, there was, uh, actress, um, James, Man Jane Mansfield as well. Oh yeah. She got beheaded or something, decapitated. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. 
and poor her, her kids were in the car that, that was just horrific you know because those poor kids and she was you know, part of she was that. good friends with that uh Ant- anton levy guy who was the church of satan was wasn't she yes he was the man member of the church of satan there and then um think about all the drug overdoses yeah the car crashes i mean i've lived uh, a long time on this earth and very few <laughs> i i think i've only met maybe two people in my entire life that have ever died in a car crash but they they act like it's you know a michael bay film you know 24 7 over there in in la <laughs> to be honest yeah, yeah and then Princess Die, Princess Die as well. And it's a, if it's not yeah. a car crash, it's a plane crash. Those two, like it's either a plane crash or a car crash. Those seem to be like the <laughs> big sacrifice <laughs> people. Oh, never mind. I mean, all the hotel ODs and deaths and hotels. Is this weird? That's yeah, really we could do too. a whole show on that. <laughs> and I think we should. I know. I think, yeah, yeah we're, we're going to go through, we're going to have our whole show on um, just all the weird deaths. Because you think about it, it's not a huge, you know, we're not, we're not even talking about, you know, a whole entire population of a city. We're just talking about a kind of small group of people in a city that are always dying from car crashes, plane crashes, ODs, murders. It's it's really weird. Or suicides. That That's another big thing. You know, suicide. Yeah, they, they like the suicide one because there's nobody to tell the tale of, you know, to, to come. There's nobody to go against their lie at that point. Oh, the political suicides are, are bizarre. You know, how somebody can shoot themselves in the back and hang themselves. <laughs> But, you know, we don't want to talk about about Hillary uh, there. You encounter her and and that's it for you. But, you know, all these weird suicides of being shot and hanged. I mean, who, who goes through all that trouble? No one. But but people fall for it. I mean, to be honest, if it's if it's not broke, why fix it? If people keep falling for these scenarios, why try to go with something else? Yeah, they are predictable. That's one thing I've noticed in their antics is that. After a while, you can see that they're predictable because, you know, we're, we're the creative ones here, not them. So you can see that in how they try to carry out their agenda. I think we have material for a couple more hours when it comes to Hollywood. Probably a whole month we could do something like that. But unfortunately, we're out of time. And I really enjoyed this conversation, guys. Is there any like closing thoughts either about the farmers or about the Hollywood thing? I think we should do another show. We're definitely going to do more shows on this stuff. But I mean, before we close the show. I just want to say thanks, guys, for tuning in. And please support, you know, your local farmers. because That's really important. You know, they are our first line of defense when it comes to putting food on our tables when supermarkets are not going to be available. They are still going to keep it going. And so we need to support them and we need to rally against the government for these bullshit regulations on farmers that want to grow organic and treat their animals humanely. Um, What's wrong with that? There shouldn't be a problem with that. You know, that should be celebrated. That should be encouraged. So please, everyone, support your local farmers. And thanks again for tuning in. And I love talking with my wonderful friends. Liz and Trish can't wait till um, we get together again. So um, thank you guys. Bye. Good night, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Bye, guys. And remember, we're on the Embellus Talk Network on Saturday nights. Check the website atn.live. 
and you can see the schedule when we're on and there are repeats of the show throughout the week. Thanks guys. Talk to you next week. Bye. This is Aaron Cole from The Cole Report. I do a live show every Saturday at 7 a.m. Central. We're going to be going through all of these crazy topics every week. We're going to do deep dives into money, weather, the the carbon, the the planets coming in, the, the volcanoes popping. Anything they're going to try to do to depopulate us, we're going to break this down. And we're going to do it live every Saturday at 7 a.m. Central. So please come join me and let's break this shit down. Thank you. Hey, it's Chris from the Rained Out Rantcast. Here to remind you, you can catch Rantcast Live here exclusively on ATN.Live every Sunday night at 8 Eastern, 7 Central PM right here live on ATN.Live. That's Rantcast Live. You can hear me rant about anything and everything, all conspiracy, all I want. Fuck them. Hi everyone, Shepard Ambellis here, and I wanted to personally thank you for tuning in to the Ambellis Talk Network, where you can listen to your favorite shows and guests chop it up 24 7, 365. News, talk, and commentary. ATN.Live has it all. Great shows like Rained Out Rantcast, Conspiracy Chicks, Berserker Survival. 
The Cole Report, and my show, The Shepherd Ambella Show. Click the schedule button on the main page to view the full schedule. Also, don't forget to support the network. Scroll down to the bottom of the main page and show some love. Check out your favorite shows, ATN.Live, the Ambellus Talk Network.